As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, y'all. Thanks for listening to Killer Queens. Or KQ if you're nasty. Welcome to the show where two 90s loving country chicks gab about true crime and tell each other to talk to the hand because the face ain't listening. I'm Torella. And I'm Tori. And we're sisters who have always loved true crime and decided to turn that obsession into a show with a light take on the topic. Kind of like diet true crime, it's all the flavor of fewer calories. Mm. Now with our show, you'll get true crime, 90s nostalgia, and a few four-letter words sprinkled in. Because I always say that Polly Pockets and true crime go together like peas and carrots. Be sure to check out our case submission form on our website at killerqueenspodcast.com and follow us on social media and YouTube. Now grab your Sunny D, your Gushers, and your Thai Beanie Baby, and let's get into the episode. It's mixtape time. On Killer Queens. I kind of freaked out for a minute because usually on Mondays, what we used to do was record the titties on Mondays. Mondays. And my hair was looking like rough AF. And I was like, fuck it. And we're just, you know, nobody's going to see me. And then I was like, oh God, it's the titty today. And then I started doing my hair. And then I was like, no, (laughs) no, it's the mixtape today. (laughs) Y'all can't see my ugly hairs. It, It got... I went in a pool yesterday, and I put it up, but, you know, you get splashes. Right. And I had it in a clip, and so then it got all bendy. Mm. You know, with sex, bendy is a good thing, but with hair, not so much. Unless it's, like, bendy in the right places. Pop, yeah. Sure. It's not. Oh. Just for clarification. Um, that's also a friend's quote in case you think I'm just being disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not I'm not talking about my sexual prowess plus I'm not bendy. <laughs> well, stiff as a board over here. <laughs> Light as a feather though. Yeah. 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 <laughs> okay. Yeah, enough of that. Well. Yeah. I think that's enough of that. Yeah. All right. Well, Shall we? Yeah, we shall. Um, Tori's not going to like this one. No. And again, I can't stress enough, like, certainly not because we don't want justice for this baby victim, but it's just so, especially unsolved child cases are so difficult. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just... It angers me. Yeah, because it shouldn't happen. Right. 
All right, but we do want, so I guess, well, that leads, that's a perfect segue into the trigger warning. So this is going to be a child case. It's possible child abuse, possible child murder, possible kidnapping. Right, right, right. A lot of lies. If lies trigger you, please get ready. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then we also want to thank Coco Lynn for suggesting it and Madison for writing it up. Yes, thank you. Okay, so here's an overview of the case. On December 11th, 1994, a security guard at the Wonderland Shopping Mall in Livonia, Michigan, called the local police to alert them that they had a missing child. Four-year-old Dwan Sims was reported missing by his mother, who said that he was walking behind her, and when she looked back, he was gone. The immediate search did not find the little boy. However, police did find that the mother's story about what happened did not match up with surveillance video footage. Whoa. Whoa. Was Dwan abducted by a stranger and snuck out of the mall without being seen on any surveillance footage, or was Dwan even ever in the mall that day? Hmm. All right. Dewan Christian Sims. What? Nope. No, you got it. Well, this is a mixtape. <gasps> Dear God. What have we done? Please, Hillary, forgive me, for I have sinned. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, we have to go back to the beginning. Let's go. Dewan Christian Sims was born on October 29th, 1990 to Dewana Harris and Zachary Sims. He loved watching TV, especially the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. That was like my husband's favorite show when he was little. So, I mean, it also like for those of us who are of a certain age now, you know, I mean, he will forever be a four-year-old child, but... He's pretty close to our age, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. His parents weren't married, so he usually spent time with them separately. Dewan and his mother lived in Livonia, Michigan, about two miles west of Detroit. De- Jesus. Jesus oh. Pete's. About two miles west of Detroit. He was known as a very sweet little boy who loved playing basketball and being outside. And not, I mean, not much is known about Dewan's life, but from photos distributed after his disappearance, he had a bright, big smile and seemed like a child who had no problem making friends or having fun. It's so sad to me that so little is known about him. But I mean, uh-huh. his time here, as far as we know, was so short, so. Yeah, and the person that spent the most time with him was his mother. And after he disappeared, quote unquote, well, she never talked about him again. Yeah. I was going to say, let's let's not uh, get ahead of ourselves here, but yeah. On Sunday, December 11th, 1994, 25-year-old Dewana Harris said that she woke up around 10 a.m., 
Four-year-old Dwan and his mother gathered up their dirty clothes. They headed to a nearby laundromat, and Dwan watched cartoons while she did laundry. They left the laundromat, stopping at Dwana's mom's house to pick up a vacuum cleaner and then headed home. Dwana later told police that she made a spontaneous decision to go to the mall. She wasn't planning on it, but decided to do some Christmas shopping since the holiday was coming up. Initially, Dwana had planned on leaving Dwan at home with her boyfriend, but she said that her boyfriend was taking a nap. So at about 1.30 p.m., Dwana and Dwan left Ford Wonderland Shopping Mall, which took about 30 minutes to get to. Dwana said that she parked her Ford Thunderbird in the parking lot, and they walked into the mall through the connected Target store. Dwana recalled that the store was very crowded that day. Remember, it's very close to Christmas, so mm, everybody's yeah. probably doing their shopping, and it's a Sunday. You can't even get, like, around any of the malls here. Like, after Thanksgiving— Oh, gosh. It's, like— Bumper to bumper. Yeah, you can't. Like when I used to work in Green Hills, I mean, Green Hills is like a clusterfuck anyway, but when I used to work in Green Hills, like after Thanksgiving hit, if I tried to just get out to lunch, which like just grab lunch on one of the little streets by my office, I couldn't drive through a Wendy's and get back in an hour because the traffic was so bad for the mall. Well, in Green Hills, the roads are not built for how much traffic goes through there. Like, no, for sure. But it's just like, you know, pretty much any mall is going to be like batshit crazy, especially in the 90s. You couldn't order shit online. Right. You had to go to a brick and mortar store. So. Yeah. So Dwan really wanted a VHS tape, but Dwan had told him that the lines were too long. Understandable, right? So as they walked out of Target's entrance, inside entrance into the mall itself, Dwana said that her uh, Dwan was walking behind her, or beside her, excuse me. So as they walked through the mall, Dwan fell behind his mom. So now he's walking behind her. And Dwana said that she asked her son a question, but he didn't respond. She turned around and saw that Dwan was gone. She was near the KB store, uh, KB toy store. God, that was a good oh store. Oh my gosh. I forgot about KB toys until this. I've never forgotten about KB Toys. Oh my gosh. I just, I would like save every penny that I had to get all the like Barbie. Cause they had, they had like the aisle full of like, you know, when they started coming up out with like just the outfit sets for Barbie. Oh, yes. And then the little ones with Kelly and all her little friends. And Tommy. Yes. And Tommy. Ah, yes. Oh my gosh. I wanted those so bad. And KB always had like fully stocked. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That's like the only thing I remember from my childhood, actually. <laughs> Somehow. <laughs> yes, I remember. And then you would like put your your Barbies would have like a fashion show after because you would get new clothes. Oh, yeah. Because it came with like a couple different options. You had some shoe options. You had, you had all kinds. You might have a little jacket with it. Oh, sure. A little cute purse. Oh, my gosh. I know. Yeah. Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. Has anyone ever read the ultimate literary classic of our time titled Stuck by Oliver Jeffers? I actually have. Oh, I know you have, Reggie Ray. Yeah. Um, Well, let me tell you. I happen to live with two book critics, and they have just raved about it. Now, they may be small children, but I think it relates to all of us. We've all felt stuck. Stuck on an issue, stuck in a sweater in a dressing room, or stuck focusing on our problems. All stucks matter right? Yes. Well, what if we could shift our mindsets and see things differently? It can be tough to train your brain to stay in, quote, problem-solving mode when faced with a challenge in life. 
But when you learn how to find your own solutions, there's no better feeling. A therapist can help you become a better problem solver, making it easier to accomplish your goals, no matter how big or small. Therapy has been such a light in our lives. Like sometimes life throws you curveballs and you just don't see a way for it to get better. But what therapy can do is help you to see that it will get better. And it has given us tools to deal with problems in a realistic and easy to swallow way. We've both dealt with different levels and intensities of depression and anxiety. And therapy has helped navigate that so we can get out of bed and take the day on. So if you're thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. It's convenient, accessible, affordable, and entirely online. So you can start at your own pace, in your PJs if you want to, and take on your challenges one step at a time. When you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. Visit betterhelp.com queens today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com queens. Okay, so she's near the KB toy store and she assumed that he walked into the store to look at a Power Rangers toy that he wanted. So she goes through the store, she goes aisle by aisle, but she cannot find him. Dewana went into the surrounding store searching for Dewan for about 30 minutes to two hours, and this is depending on the source, and she couldn't find him. So she told a custodian at the mall that her child was missing. The custodian alerted mall security who immediately responded, and initially the security staff wasn't overly concerned because it, it, it wasn't that crazy for the mall to have a missing child, especially around the holiday season. Yeah. And most children were located in less than 30 minutes. Typically, they were in the arcade, the movie theater, or the toy store. So because of this, there was no real protocol of what to do if a child had been missing, like been reported as missing. And the mall security was later criticized for waiting to call the police. I mean, I don't know. I understand. They're going off what the mom says. Right. I mean, I. and she may have been fucking around for over an hour before she even told anybody she couldn't find him. Right. Or what we'll learn later is she might be lying. So Exactly. Right. So security and Dwana continued to search the mall for an hour, but there was no sign of Dwan. And now they're extremely concerned that the four-year-old boy is still missing. So mall security contacted Livonia Police Department and they responded immediately. Police, along with mall security, continued the search of the mall. They notified employees in every store to be on on the lookout for a little boy matching Dwan's description. The search became more extensive, and police searched through every single store, dressing room, bathroom, and closet. There were even areas that weren't accessible to the public that police accessed. Initially, every single area that was large enough for a small child to fit in was scoured. Dewan was absolutely nowhere to be found. Eventually, Dewana told investigators that her mother, Beverly Harris, worked at the Wonderland Mall. She worked at the opposite end of the mall at the Lady Foot Locker. Security and police did not understand why Dwana had not mentioned this earlier. And a security guard later said that he was under the impression that Beverly was either a former or current sheriff's deputy in the county. I mean, okay. 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 There's so much here, but okay. You are quote-unquote searching the mall for a long time by yourself. Then you finally bring in security. 
And where could he be? Where could he be? Where could he be? Well, the security team knows that these are the, you know, three or four areas they typically find children who have wandered off. Let's check there. Mom, where could he be? Where could he be? Where could he be? I don't know. We're looking everywhere. You don't mention, maybe he went to go visit his grandmother. Yeah. He knows that she works here. What the fuck? Why would you not say that? And then on top of that, she was either at the time working for the sheriff's department as well or had been. Wouldn't she be a great resource? You would think. Like, why would you not? Why wouldn't you mention that? Like, why wouldn't you say it at the very, I don't know. Yeah. And if you want, so um, the security guard that later said this. um, Randy Pfeiffer? Yes. The um, podcast True Crime Garage did an interview with him. Mm. It's very interesting because he was there. So it's very interesting. But yeah, why would you not let them know that? If you're trying to think of all the places your son could be. Let's back up for a second, though. I have a four-year-old. I have a six-year-old. I don't Mm -hmm. trust their asses as far as I can throw them. Like... You're not walking behind me. Even when we're in our neighborhood, I'm pointing like you can see. If we're walking <laughs> around in our neighborhood on the sidewalk, they do not fall behind me. Right. If they do, I stop. Too much can happen. Like, it's just such a crazy, especially in a very ridiculously crowded mall. Mm-hmm. We're holding to hands. To not at least, yeah, to not at least hold hands or. Or at least to have them in your eyesight. Like, right. If they're walking, you know, yeah, I just, I can't imagine letting them fall behind me because kids get distracted. I mean, literally, we were at the uh, the neighborhood and we went to the beach and we were walking to the pool in our community or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. and we're walking <laughs> and Ben's like in the middle of telling me some story and he's like, and he goes, squirrel, and like, stopped and he saw the squirrel trying to climb up a tree and he runs over there to look at it. Like they get so distracted, but he literally said, squirrel, I lost it. And it was just like, cause he was so excited to see the squirrel, but like, cause it reminded me of up, but right. They get so distracted. And then they, they are literally like, forget everything else around them. And they just go to whatever it is that they're interested in. Like that can just happen so easily. Mm-hmm. And all of this would be based on if Dewan was actually at the mall that day. Correct. Yeah. So keep that in mind. Mm-hmm. So Dewana told police that she and her son entered through Target. Then they exited into the mall area. And two officers took Dewana to Target to retrace their steps. Employees at the store told officers that they had secure uh, surveillance cameras at the entrance and the exit of the store. So they were able to look through the video footage and they asked Duana to point out her and Duan on the video. At about 1.44 p.m. on the footage, she pointed to a woman and a small child and she said, that's us. In the tape, the pair walked towards the Target exit and the entrance to the mall. The woman stopped and turned to talk to the little boy. And Duana said that that's when she was telling her son that she couldn't or he couldn't get the VHS tape that he wanted because she said she didn't have enough money. But remember, when she first, or what we first heard was that she didn't, they couldn't get the tape because the lines were too long. Right. And now the line being too long is a moo point. It's like a cow's opinion. It doesn't matter Mm -mm. because she doesn't even have enough money to pay for it once she gets up there. 
Right. When you also, when you tell a lie, it's very difficult to remember what you said. Right. Yeah. If you're telling the truth, you will remember because it's the truth. Yeah. I mean, very true. So the footage showed the woman and child walk into the mall area. And Dewana said that was definitely them because she remembered leaving that way. So it was assumed that if Dewan was abducted, the abductor would have likely snatched him and then walked back towards the target because if the abductor had taken him forward, it would have been in front of Dewana and she would have seen him. They looked for anyone on the footage walking back towards the target with Dewan, but they didn't see anybody. Police were able to enlarge the picture, zooming in on the pair that Dewana said were her and her son. And the woman was wearing a brown jacket with a white emblem on it and a hood. And she also had a baseball hat on. Dwana, who was sitting right there <laughs> next to them, right there, was wearing a black jacket, not an emblem in sight on this jacket, didn't have a hood, and she wasn't wearing a baseball cap. No. And police are like, um, uh, so that's not you. And Dwana argued, saying that it wasn't a hood on the woman in the video, that it was her collar, and that the jacket in the video in fact, was black. They needed to get their eyes checked, basically. So police were like, mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. Um, no, that's, that's definitely not you. And Dwana finally said that she guessed it wasn't her after all. Yeah, oh, yeah, okay, I guess. I guess you're right. But, I mean, obviously this makes no sense, but, but you said, you said, oh, this is where I leaned in and told him this. Mm-hmm. I remember specifically that was when I said this to him. Yeah. It's not you. It's amazing to me if you're going to lie and commit to a lie that hard. Yeah. To go as far as being like, oh, I remember exactly what I was saying in this moment. Knowing full uh-huh. well that can't be you. Because it in fact, is not you. Exactly. It's just so bizarre. It looks like though I'm looking at a map of the... Wonderland Mall, why somebody saved the map they had and then uploaded it to the internet, I don't know. Um, But thank you for that. If you walk into the Target, as you walk out, there's like stores connected. So I see why the police are saying they probably would have exited back through the Target. But right up, like if you walk into the mall from the Target to the right and then kind of back behind... There's the movie theater back there. I don't know if the, I mean, the movie theater would have been open during that time. So if he was abducted, there are other exits they could have gone out of without taking him in front of her, I think. Right. Possibly. But the good news, I mean. Is there good news? I know. I know. It's like, but I guess as far as the layout goes. There's not really many places that this, quote, person could have taken him. Mm. It would have been Target, the movie theater, and that's about it. So they've they've really got, you know, and their security footage. Right. Which she must not have been planning on, but go ahead. Yeah. So Dewana continued to point people out on the footage, saying that it was either her or Dewan, and she even pointed to a little girl once. Investigators continued watching the video footage of her, or with her, from an hour before Dewana said that they arrived to an hour after she'd reported Dewan missing, and they couldn't find Dewan on any of the footage. Several witnesses also said that they saw Dewana arrive at the mall alone, but nobody remembered seeing her with a little boy. Now, we have discussed 
eyewitness accounts, right? Like sometimes you fill in blanks or, you know, it's not, it's not a super credible piece of evidence, but as far as anybody is concerned that saw her that day before the disappearance, she didn't have anybody with her. They saw her, but they didn't see a little boy. Right. But I don't know. So investigators had now grown very concerned that Dwan was never even at the mall that day. Hmm. Randy Pfeiffer, a security guard at Wonderland Mall on the day that Dwan went missing, said that he felt like Dwana was acting exactly how he'd imagine a parent would act if their child went missing. She seemed very distraught. I have things to say about that, but I won't say it here. I'll leave it for theories. As soon as Dwan's father was notified that his son was missing, he showed up at the mall to aid in the search and answer any questions. And police had no suspicions of Dwan's father. He was frantic. He was upset. He was understandably angry with Dwana. Like, how could you let this happen? How could you have lost our child in the mall? Um, why would why did you take your eyes off of him? Mm-hmm. You know, he cooperated with investigators. He gave him as much information as he could. He just wanted to know where his son was. As it became more obvious that Dwan and Dwana were not on the video footage anywhere. Coming or going. Police asked more questions about what she and Dwan had been doing the night before and what they'd been doing before going to the mall. So the mall closed at 6 p.m. that night, but officers and security guards kept searching until 7. Many of the stores remained open for police to thoroughly search through everything. Mall employees recalled them looking through every cabinet and small space, even opening refrigerators and freezers for sale in one of the stores. Hmm. Y'all, kids will hide in some weird fucking places. Right. They will flatten themselves out and slip through a seam Yes, absolutely. Like, I've, like, heard parents say that, like, their kids hide in the dryer and, like, all kinds of stuff. And they really can't fit in between anything. I mean, Tori is a testament to that. (laughs) I have flattened her out so many times and stuck her in weird places. She'll fit. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Like, I don't know why my brain when we were little was like, I wonder if Tori would fit in there. But that's what my main question was. And for the most part, the answer was yes. <laughs> well, you never know until you try, I guess. Exactly. And whether she went willingly or not, that was no matter to me. I was going to find out. I'm a scientist and I must I must get the answers. <laughs> Proceed with the experiment. <laughs> exactly. So... You know, but I mean, they're they're literally like there were even because the mall used to be an outdoor mall. Mm-hmm. So they literally had like kind of areas, you know, that were that would have been outdoor, you know, when it was outdoor. But they had like drywalled them in. Right. To become indoor areas. And they knocked the drywalled areas down. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were not fucking around with this. So. Dewana is going to make some claims, and we'll talk about them, that the police really didn't do anything, and they this wasn't a priority to them. I mean, that I feel like that's doing some extensive work. Right. Why don't you personally keep telling the story, and we'll get exactly to what you just brought up? Well, fine. I'm just saying. Anyway, so they're looking everywhere, but... It's looking like maybe Dwana's not telling us the truth, and they're starting to get pretty suspicious of her. 
They ended up searching her home as well as the surrounding area, but there was no sign of Dewan or anything suspicious. And police made it clear they didn't buy Dewan's story, but her family seemed to be standing by her, I would say, except for Dewan's father. father. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, her mother, Beverly, said that they were only focusing their investigation on Dewana because of another case that was still in the mo- news. Oh. News. Oh, my. In the news. So this is the Susan Smith case, which we did cover, didn't we? Yes, we sure did. We sure did. We covered it a long time ago. Uh, so this is, if you're not familiar with it, a South Carolina mother who at the time had a- accused a black man of abducting her two kids but police eventually found that she had actually murdered her own children. And Beverly said this is why officers weren't exploring anything other than her daughter, because this is just like fresh on their minds that the mom is the one that actually did it. And so we're just not going to look at any other possibility, which again, they looked through every single thing they could have looked through. They searched her home. They did grid searches. They knocked down drywall in the mall. I mean, they essentially, like, tore them all apart. Mm -hmm. They tried to find him. Yeah, I could understand that argument if they didn't even look through surveillance footage or were like, well... He'll turn up. Yeah. Yeah. But this is not the case. That's not the case. Investigators brought Duana in twice for polygraph tests. She failed the first test, and during the second test, she got so pissed off that she was failing again, she stood up and ripped the paper out of the machine. Huh. I think we have a self-control issue. I think so, too. Um, Now, I think that everybody at this point, if you're not, if you've been around for a a little bit to this uh, podcast, know how we feel about polygraph tests. Mm-hmm. But the behavior is very telling. Yes. Now, I can understand being frustrated. Mm-hmm. For sure. Mm-hmm. You're not doing yourself any favors, though, by reacting that way. No. I mean, to get up and rip the paper out of the machine, I would call that an explosive reaction. And Children are very frustrating. Very frustrating. (laughs) Like, of course, we love them. We love them more than we love our own selves and life itself and all the things, right? Right. But nothing can frustrate you more than a child. (laughs) Like, you know, the shit that they do, trying to get their shoes on in the morning. My God. (laughs) That's a 30-minute process. And then when you finally get both of their socks on and both of their shoes on, one of them takes one off. Why? We don't know. We'll never know. Why are your shoes off? We just got them on. I don't want them on. (laughs) Or they get in the car, shoes off. Are you fucking kidding me right now? Like, kids are very frustrating. So I mean, God, like, the fit that is being thrown because they don't want the green cup, they want the blue cup. And it's like, no, but the blue cup is is dirty. And this is the green cup. It, it's all going to taste the same. Everything's going to be the same. And then yeah. just the fit and everything and fall into pieces and the crying and all the stuff. And then you finally get them to, okay, fine. Have the, uh, fine, I'll wash the blue cup. And then they don't <laughs> even want the drink. Yep, I'm not thirsty anymore. Yep. yep. Oh, yeah. Jesse literally lost a shit. His heart broke into a million pieces this morning because he sneezed. And he was eating breakfast, so I had given him a paper towel with his breakfast. 
And so Andrew walks over and grabs the paper towel from the table and wipes his nose off, right? Because like, there it is. It's a towel and your nose is fucking snotty. So let's wipe it. He comes in the bathroom. I'm like with Ben getting his teeth brushed and everything. And he's like, ah, and just like falling to pieces. And I'm like, what happened? And he was like, my dad used my, used my breakfast towel to wipe my nose. And I was like, <laughs> what? And Andrew was like, I, I, I used his breakfast towel to wipe his nose because his nose was snotty and, and there was a towel there. And Jesse was like, but who's my breakfast towel? And he my breakfast towel. And he was like, literally his heart was broken and I had to cover my face. I was laughing so hard. I was like, Jesse, here's, we have a whole roll of paper towels right here. Look at all these paper towels, millions of them. We'll just get you another one. He was like, but that's my breakfast towel. He was so upset. Oh, it was so oh funny. Goodness. Shit like that a hundred times a day. Right. And he's four, just like Dwan was. So, you know, Dwan has pitched a fit over something like that. You know what I mean? But like, what I'm saying is, sure, again, it's frustrating. I Sucks to fail a polygraph test. I would know, but I'm sure it sucks. And I'm sure that like, say you are innocent, telling the truth, whatever, and you fail it because you're nervous or just one of the many reasons that they're unreliable as fuck. I could see that being very frustrating, right? Like, I'm telling you the truth. You're looking in the wrong place, whatever. But for her to stand up and rip the paper out of it, it's just, like I said, the behavior is very telling. Yes. Yeah. Like, you can be frustrated and show frustration and not deface police property, I guess. You know what right. I mean? Like, it just feels like if that's going to frustrate you to the point when you're in front of other people. Right. You know, because there, there's that thing, too. You hear about that with, like, abusive uh, partners and things like that. I had this happen, you know, with the boyfriend that was abusive to me. He would, for the most part, keep it locked up, right? Keep it behind closed doors. But every once in a while, he would lose his shit to the point that it would come out in front of other people. Mm-hmm. And if you can do that kind of stuff in front of other people— Imagine what happens behind closed doors. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, um, Dewan's father just, you know, as an aside, was also given a polygraph test and he passed it. Again, we know they're not super reliable, but, well, not reliable at all, but there's that. So, Dewana said that investigators weren't concerned with her son going missing, and she said this is because he was black. And the investigators were more concerned with missing white people. Now, that is an actual That's problem. a thing. Yeah. Yes, it is a problem. Absolutely, it's a problem. In this particular case, I just have to disagree. Like, again, they did so many things. And it wasn't just the Livonia police. They had the FBI, the Detroit Police Department, Michigan State Police. All of them are assisting with this investigation. Well, and countless hours going into looking for this little boy. So you've got to think they're paying them overtime at least, right? Yeah. And they are turning this mall upside down. And again, we're going off the information that you gave us, ma'am, that you lost him in the mall. Right. And I mean, they were literally exhausting all their resources, so many investigative agencies, and they were absolutely no closer to finding him. It's, and let's not forget, I'm just so, I am appalled that they sat down with her to look at the surveillance footage. 
Yeah. And she's like, there I am. It's like, ma'am, yep. that's a statue. Oh. Uh-huh. Okay, there yeah. I am. That's a house plant. Like, what are we, why? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. This is so Casey Anthony. Mm. I can't even because Trilla, what did I am Casey so do? Sick of you trying to act like Zanny the nanny is not real. All right, just because it rhymes doesn't make it real. Everything that rhymes is real. I know, I know. Like, if you live in a box, you can only eat locks, and you have to have a pet fox, right? And you work in stocks, and yeah. But she points out that apartment complex or whatever. And it's like, that's the one. And then they find out that nobody had lived there in how long? Like, look, if your child is missing and you're giving police information that is taking them away from where your child could be, there's something wrong there. You are pointing out people on surveillance video that is big, fat, fucking not you. And <laughs> like, leaving out crucial pieces to the story. My mom works here. Maybe, yeah, maybe that. he went that. Yeah. But we haven't checked the lady footlocker at all. Because on the and opposite side of pl- the mall. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck off. Yeah. Police are receiving several phone calls regarding possible sightings of Dewan, but none of them were ever substantiated. Hundreds of people were interviewed. Police used dogs, horses, ATVs, and helicopters to search for Dewan. But they're not trying to find him. They're really just thumbs up their asses at this yeah. point, aren't they? Finger popping each other's assholes. Exactly. There were reportedly about 50 investigators assigned to the missing persons case in the month after Dewan disappeared. Hmm. They wanted to find this child. Mm-hmm. Dewana continued to insist, along with her family, that Dewan had been abducted from the mall that day by a stranger. Police still felt strongly that the key to finding out what happened to Dewan lay within the time period of noon to 3 p.m. on the day he was reported missing. Dewana said that they'd been at the laundromat. Her son had watched cartoons while she did five loads of laundry. Police checked the laundromat television and said that there were only a few channels and none of them played cartoons after 11 a.m. on a Sunday. Hmm. Yeah. How was he doing that? Because he didn't have a tablet, Dewana. No, he only had the TV that was there and five loads of laundry. Well, I mean, there are a ton of machines, but still. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I mean, you're, you got to be looking at what, and at least like maybe like two hours. I mean, possibly. Yeah. Even if you, because if you're going to do laundry, you got to wash them and you got to dry them. Right. And she folded them. Right? And listen, maybe. I, I mean, we both have used laundromats, right? Whenever you lived in LA. Uh-huh. Yeah. People will steal your shit out of the laundromat. Fuck yes, they will. And mine was in this like really creepy basement of my apartment complex. It was like, it was so scary down there. Mm. And I would just have to stay down there the whole time. I just remember going to the actual, it was, you had to pay for it laundromat. Like, cause my apartment at the time did not have uh, any kind of anything like that. They didn't even have like washer and dryer hookups in the apartment. So you had to go to the laundromat. And the only thing that was on middle of the day probably on a weekday, soap opera, just soap operas, mm-hmm. and just sitting there and just waiting <laughs> so long. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, all aspects of her story, not checking out. Mm-mm. And see, you know, that's the other thing, because this isn't a time where you can just stream whatever you want whenever you want. If I were to tell you that, you know, one of the kids watched Pokemon or whatever, this morning, you wouldn't be able to verify no. that. 
because they could watch whatever they want, whenever they want to. I mean, maybe, you know, with forensic capabilities, you could figure out what had been watched at a time. I don't know. But this is a time when you can go check the fucking TV yeah. guide. Was there a cartoon? Because it was either on or it wasn't. <laughs> and she said it was the Power Rangers. She didn't say didn't it. She, she just said cartoons. Or no, that was yeah. just one that he liked. Yeah. So. I mean, it, that's a very easy yeah. to find out. <sighs> Hey, you guys, um, it's us again. Yay, it's us. We threw, we threw you for a loop on this one. <laughs> uh, so we know that a lot of you have been asking like WTF, where are episodes one through 44? And guess what? Now you can have them. So let's just remember though, we need you to take a little caution here. We didn't know exactly what we were doing back then. And we started this podcast as just a fun thing to do as sisters. We had no idea that it would grow into this super awesome club with you guys. So what we're saying is the audio wasn't super amazing, but the content is 100% us just being us and talking about some true crime with 90s flair. Okay, so here are the details. You'll be able to access our what we're calling OG episodes in your favorite podcast app through a private and custom RSS feed link. So to grab that, head over to killerqueens.link slash OG and snag episodes one through 44 today. That's killerqueens.link slash OG. So with no new witnesses or leads and Duana maintaining her story that her son was abducted, the case went cold. About three months after her son's disappearance, Duana married her boyfriend, and some speculate that this was done so quickly so the two wouldn't have to testify against each other should the situation arise. She also didn't stay in Livonia very long. After moving away to North Carolina, she had two daughters with her new husband and began going by the name Duana Wiggins. Many found this odd, um, myself included. It's pretty unusual for a parent to move when their child is still missing. Most are concerned that their child will return to the home that they knew. I mean, I mean, Mm -hmm. I watched um, Vintage and Vanished. Vanished and Vintage, Mm -hmm. something like that. And that was the first one. And she was like, some people stay, some people keep the same phone number for 50 years or more. Yep. Johnny yes, Gosh's mom. Yes. Gosh. She has not No, moved. and like you hear about people leaving the light on all day every day hoping that they're yep. whoever will show back up. And this is yeah. months, 3 months after she gets married, goes mm-hmm. by a different name, moves to a completely different part of the country. Right, because when you start going by a different name, especially during these times, you know, it's not like it is now. If you're if somebody's going to if somehow he's found and he says, my name is Dewan Sims and my mom's name is Dewana Harris, and they try to look her up in the phone book, and now she's under Wiggins, but also in a complete, like, they're never going to find her in North Carolina. That's never going I mean, to happen. I saving grace would be that his dad is still in the area. Yeah. But. Yeah. It's just, it doesn't, I don't know. It doesn't make any sense. The um, security guard in the, True Crime Garage episode was like, you know, and again, I understand that like we, you can't, it's not evidence to look at something and be like, well, that's not how I would have handled it. Or that's not how I would have done it. Of course. And of course we, none of us know exactly what we do in a situation like this until we face it. And I pray to God, none of us ever have to, but he said, 
If my child went missing, it would be my life's work to find them. Nothing else would come first, right? That's all you would do. And he brought up Natalie Holloway's dad. Yeah. How he is just on this mission. You know, he goes to Aruba. He probably fucking hates Aruba. He's there all the time. Like, but he is doing everything he can to find his daughters at this point remains. I mean, Maura Murray's dad. Think what you Mm -hmm. will. They never stop. But he has like literally made it his full time, never taking a break job to try Mm -hmm. to find her. Yep. Tim Miller. His daughter was murdered, but he made it his life. Polly Class's dad. I mean, the list goes on and on. Again, these are people. Yeah. So, and I know some of those are not still missing, but yeah, it just, he's like, it's just very odd that she moves away. She goes by a different name. She basically does everything you wouldn't do if you want to be found by somebody who finds your child or to be able to be and this contacted. Is three months after. It's not like she held out hope for five years. And, and you know, yeah. I mean, it's easy to say I would do this or I wouldn't do this or whatever. But it is, it's odd. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very odd. And then, you know, couple that with she, like, has never right. talked it's about it. it's OMC, how bizarre. It really is. I mean, she, like, her daughters, I don't think even knew that she See, ever had a child. Crazy. Okay. Before that. So several witnesses also said that they saw Duana in local nightclubs just weeks after her son went missing. Who does that sound like? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. In August of 1996, Duana was reportedly arrested for assault with the accusation that she pulled a knife on her husband because he'd gone out for the day with his son and left her at home with their baby. More evidence of the lack of uh, self-control and anger. Uh Uh-huh. In 2019, a young man named Mike Cash began posting on Facebook that he believed himself to possibly be the missing boy. And he said that his parents lied to him about parts of his childhood. He always believed that a photo of him when he was younger looked a lot like a photo that was taken of Dwan shortly before his disappearance. Cash claimed that he'd reached out to Dwan on Facebook, but that she blocked him. Ultimately, a DNA comparison was made, but Cash was found to not be Dwan. Friends of Dwana on Facebook noticed that she never posted anything about Dwan on her social media. On what would have been Dwan's 23rd birthday, his father posted, quote, Hello, friends and family. Today is Dwan's 23rd birthday. Wow, how time flies. I can't believe it's been so long since the last time I saw his face in person. Thank you all so much for your thoughts and prayers over the years. Please continue praying for a safe return. Happy birthday, son. I mean, and that's somebody who's still trying. You know, you never saw any of that from, and I am, I'm not going to say that if something were to happen to your child, that, you know, there are people who it's too painful for them to talk about. Right. And I'm sure, like, you know, I do there understand. There are reasons that. to even move. It's too, it's too hard to be in that house because everything reminds you, you know, like there are reasons. I, I mm-hmm. get it. You can argue it. Mm hmm. And I think with a lot of these cases that we talk about where it's like, this doesn't feel right, it's not just one facet of it. It's so many things. Exactly. Because let's let's talk about some theories. So I don't want to. Every, okay. All right. Well, I don't have any choice. We're done. Every prominent theory of what happened to Duan involves his mother. So... There is absolutely no proof, no reason to believe that he was ever even in the mall that day. 
Which begs the question, why would she lie about that? Why would she lie that he was with her? Why would she lie that he was with her at the laundromat? So when you look at that, you know, like you said, it's not just one facet. So maybe, maybe if he had been abducted from the mall, it, you know, perhaps it is too painful to stay in the house because that's where he was, or perhaps it's too painful to stay in the area or blah, 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 all this stuff. But that's assuming that she's telling the truth that he was in the mall with her that day, right? But when we go back and we look at it and we can't find, and the security guards went through hours and hours and hours of security footage because she's adamant that she came in through the Target, right? Mm -hmm. They looked at all the security footage. Dewan is never, she never appears with anybody. Mm -hmm. Not once does she have anybody with her ever. So it's pretty clear that he never made it to the mall that day. So when we look at the fact that she's not telling the truth about how he went missing, then it makes all the other stuff, it kind of casts a shadow over all that too. You know, it's possible that there's an innocent explanation as to why she moved, like you said. But we have to look at the fact that she didn't tell the truth about his disappearance in the beginning. He wasn't with her at the mall that day. And she's never, ever come clean about that. There is another case. I sent a link to Tori, um about this, but I recently, um, heard about a case. So the, um, the little girl's name was Hazana Anderson and the mom's name is Tiandra Kristen. And she, Hazana was two years old when she went missing in quote missing in 2018. I think she goes to a park and she's got a, um, a stroller with a child in it, supposedly. And she's, you know, walking around the park, whatever, with her kid. And then she goes to, like, get something out of her car, I think. And she leaves the child unattended for a short period of time while she's getting something out of the car. She calls 911, and she is losing her actual shit. And she's like, somebody stole my child out of my stroller at the park. And they're like, are you sure somebody stole her? Like, could she have climbed down? Was she strapped in? She's like, no, I didn't have her strapped in because we were just kind of walking around, you know, like whatever. But if you listen to that 911 call, it sounds like some she just lost her child. It sounds like somebody abducted her child from her. She sounds very distraught. So, I mean, how somebody acts is not always telling Yeah. And I don't know how you can put that on, you know, like, I don't know how you can pretend maybe, maybe when you've done something like as horrible as, you know, do something to your child. And then, so yeah. So what turned out was that her boyfriend, she had a boyfriend, her boyfriend killed, and this was not Hazana's father, had killed her. I think three days before this, she dressed a baby doll in her child's clothes and carried this baby doll. She strapped her into the car seat, drove her around so people could be like, oh yeah, I saw Hazana in the back seat with her. She was driving with her. She took her into stores in a stroller and just kind of covered it a little bit to make it look like she was sleeping. Hmm. She carried this baby doll around with her for three days. She was walking around in that park with a fucking baby doll in her stroller. That's... She knew her daughter was dead. She dumped her in a bayou. That's commitment, man. 
but her boyfriend had killed her. And for the simple fact that, and and there are, it is so sad, but there are situations where you've got a kid, you start dating somebody, this person doesn't view this child as their child. And so they're much harder on this child. Like there are countless cases where you hear about, even if the two have a child together, that the one child is abused by the step parent. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's awful and when they don't abuse their own child. Like, but he, um, she didn't eat all her dinner that day and he quote whooped her and she died. And the the case is horrific. The things that they did to this baby were horrific, but she knew for a fact her daughter was dead. And to hear that 911 call, there is no possible way that you can hear that and think anything other. This is a distraught mom whose daughter has mm-hmm. just been abducted. So I just bring that up to say, like, there's a lot of similarities there. You know, I think that her boyfriend had something to do with it. Dewana's boyfriend. Maybe I just don't trust men as much. But there's just too many situations where you're dating somebody and, you know, I mean, even just two people as parents, like you discipline differently, you, you know, all these things. So I just feel like maybe there was a disciplinary situation that went too far. Yeah. Something happened. And she knows exactly where he was. And I think her boyfriend knows what happened too. If, if, if he didn't commit the act. Right. And I mean, the simplest conclusion as to why would Duana lie about him being at the mall with her that day is that reason. She's responsible for it or she knows who is. It may have been intention- intentional. It may have been an accident, but she knows what happened. People think that, you know, maybe she sold him to somebody who couldn't have a child. Maybe she sold him into a trafficking ring. I don't know if she had a history of like drug use or anything like that. Some people will think that, you know, if you have a drug habit, then you have to pay for that and you might do some things, you know, like, I don't know. But I personally don't feel like any of that happened. I feel like something happened that went too far Mm -hmm. in their home. There's a rumor on the Remembering Dewan Sims Facebook page that Dewana became furious that her son urinated in the bed and she killed him with her mother and boyfriend helping her cover up and dispose of the body. I'm not sure about that. That's, I mean, obviously we have no idea, but that's three people now that would need to keep a secret. I don't know. I feel like once you get more people, it it's, becomes more difficult, but maybe he had an accident and died and she was scared of the consequences, so she disposed of his body, you know, something like that. Some sources state that Dewan's grandmother, Bever- Beverly, took out a large life insurance policy on her grandson prior to his disappearance. It was referred to as term life insurance, where money is either paid out in the event of a person's death or at the end of a set time period, like when they turn 18. Beverly said that Dewana was not aware of the policy. I don't know. A lot of people will look at having a life insurance policy on a child as very suspicious. I mean, we had life insurance on us and it, it was one of those types of policies where once you turn 18, you can get the money. So it's almost like a um, savings bond or something, you know, like, you know, so I don't, I don't think that's that odd, but Beverly is like, well, Duana didn't know about that. So she couldn't have even collected the money anyway, because she didn't know about it. Like she's saying that's not a motive right. for her. On December 10th, 2020, Dewana died from unknown causes in her home in Durham, North Carolina. Her story about her son's disappearance never changed. 
Though the case is still open, it is classified as a cold case, and there have not been any cases prior to this or after in the Livonia area where a child was abducted and not located. Dewan was last seen wearing a blue winter jacket with a multicolored hood, a yellow, blue, and green windbreaker, Mm. so 90s, dark blue sweatpants, and white Fila sneakers. He has black hair and brown eyes, and at the time of his disappearance was three feet tall and 50 pounds. Obviously, none of this is going to be what he's going to look like today. If he's found, he would have been 32 years Mm. old this year. If you have any information regarding the suspicious disappearance of Dewan Sims, please contact the FBI or the Livonia Police Department. I need to go lie down. I hate it. Ugh. I'm upset. Yeah. Let us know what you guys think, though, because I don't know. I feel very strongly about what I think happened. But, you know, there are, I'm sure there's other, certainly there's other possibilities. It it certainly is possible that a stranger could abduct a child in a mall. Oh, absolutely. But the thing is, now we have one less person to talk to. Yep. And again, he was never on the security footage. And I just find it so crazy that it was essentially as if once he went missing, Duana didn't have a son named Duana anymore. Mm-hmm. That's just so, it's sad. Yeah. That little boy meant, means something. Like, mm-hmm. I don't get it. Yeah, There's exactly. just so much I just don't understand, and it makes me so sad, but. Yeah, and as a, like, I don't understand how as a mother you don't, you know? Yeah. Like, I literally could not imagine. Like, Jesse had his first flag football game on Saturday and he bonked heads with another kid on the field. They bonked and fell down. Like, (laughs) and I, it took everything in me not to go down there and pick him up and give him a kiss and snuggle him. Like, that's all I wanted to do. Like, I just don't understand how like something like this happens and you're like, yeah. And we can't know how she actually felt, but from the outside looking in it, it appears that she just kind of picked up the pieces and moved on without much difficulty. And all of that aside, all of that aside, if you genuinely want your child to be found, you will tell the truth about what happened, even if it makes you look bad. Mm-hmm. Because the the information can lead to your child being found. Right. And if you're going to lie about all of that, then there's something wrong. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But like Charles said, please let us know what you guys think. And thank you guys so much for listening. We adore you and we will catch you on the next episode. Bye. Bye. We'd love to hear your thoughts on this case. Connect with us on Instagram or Facebook to continue the conversation. Thanks for listening and we will meet you back here next week. Bye. The theme song for the show is created and composed by Stephen Toby. You can find more of Stephen's work on SoundCloud. Our logo was created by Sloan Williams of Sophisticated Crayon. You can find more of her work on Etsy. Visit us at KillerQueensPodcast.com for merch and other info about the show.
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match, with indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.